Hey, how are you? It's Ian Whitworth from the Undisruptible website, book, blog, etc. Special story for you this week. Timely story. Don't kill your bardia. You know what tomorrow night is? Do you remember? It's the 21st night of September. The setting of one of the greatest songs of all time. You know it. DJs and cover bands rely on it as a guaranteed dance floor filler, 45 years on. It's beloved by all ages. And what does it have to do with the business blog? Let's go to the backstory from Ali Willis, who landed in LA in 1978 as a struggling songwriter. Then she got the call from the great Maurice White of Earth, Wind & Fire. Could she help out with a new song they were working on? She said... As I opened the door, they'd just written the intro to September, and I just thought, dear God, let this be what they want me to write, because it was obviously the happiest sounding song in the world. Over the next month, they wrote in all the fun times imagery we know and love today. Yet, something was bugging Willis. It was White's go-to placeholder lyric for half-written songs. Bardia. Sooner or later, it must surely go. Willis was itching to replace it with something that made sense. Yet despite all her effort, Bardia hung in there, Willis said. And finally, when it was so obvious that he was not going to do it, I just said, what the does Bardia mean? And he's essentially said, who the cares? I learned my greatest lesson ever in songwriting from him, which was never let the lyric get in the way of the groove. White was right. It went on to be a massive commercial success and a timeless classic, and after that lesson, Ali Willis went on to a stellar songwriting career. But what does it mean for business? In every meeting, the knives are out for Bardiar. Business loves to kill any idea that can't be backed up by data or logic. They're such an easy target. If I can just play devil's advocate, Mr. White, I just don't see how listeners are going to understand Bardiar, if that's how you say it. I think we need more relatable content that speaks to the everyday person. The answer, it just feels good, cuts no ice with the if you can't measure it, you can't manage it crowd. So new ideas get stifled at birth because the rewards of greatness are smaller than the punishment of errors and because some business people get quite the kick out of killing anything that makes them uncomfortable. Imagine yourself in a meeting trying to present the case for Bardiar with words and slides. It would be a massacre. Good new ideas often don't seem that way at first, particularly stripped of context in a meeting, because they can feel a bit weird and challenge the rules that got you to this point. And because deep down... You fear your competitors will laugh at you if you try something new, and it fails. Obviously, not every new idea is good. They come in many forms, weak, strong, practical, impractical, too early, too late, and everything in between. If you have a culture of spiking ideas, that blunt approach is guaranteed to kill the one that would have transformed your business, your Bartier hitmaker. You might say, you're drawing a long bow here, Ian. You're talking about art, not business. Business is all about logic and numbers. And sure, I'll accept your point if any of your numbers match September's. 1.1 billion Spotify plays. 
612 million YouTube views, and all of that, years after Earth, Wind & Fire, sold 90 million records. Also, business is art. Artists express an idea in a way that make people feel something. That's a skill you need if your business is going to be anything other than one of the crowd. Every business has similar products, similar services, similar people. Apart from the old technical breakthrough, which is quite rare, what separates them is usually pure art. It's giving customers feelings about your product. It's making staff feel better about working for you than anywhere else. Making people feel things is really hard. Business people would like a guaranteed process to create feelings, preferably one with a trademarked name from an outside management consultant. Yet much of it is pure instinct from people who know what they're doing, the Maurice Whites of business. Genius is hard to find, but look at the people in your business who have the soft skills, product designers, sales, marketing, customer service. Does their input get crushed under the data of your logic stormtroopers? Good businesses have a groove. A lot of people in that business can't see it. But some of your people have vital instincts about customers drawn from years of tuning into that groove. They might be quieter in meetings and have fewer charts. Neglect them at your peril. Just because something doesn't meet your definition of sense doesn't make it wrong. And if I can just finish with one essential point, ba-do-da, 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 ba-do. Hey, want to feel good about business yourself? You should read my book, Undisruptible, Timeless Business Truths for Thriving in a World of Nonstop Change, out on Penguin Random House in the usual bookstores. Still number one customer review rated business book on Booktopia. So check it out. And if you're new here, I do a story like this every Tuesday. So hit follow on your audio platform and we'll be back next week. See you then. Thank you.